episode of the love pod love rockets podcast i'm rachel and i'm joined as usual by ian hello hi and today we are also joined by the incomparable sarah birchfield hello hi welcome Welcome back back. podcast i'm so happy to be back We're happy to have you, and I know that as a listener to this podcast, at times, um, it's a little challenging for you. Yes, <laughs> I always want to just, like, jump into the conversation, and I always get super jealous. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no, I need you to pause to this share. so I can call and be like, okay, this is my thought on that. We have, a, we have a call in right now actually we'll go to the phones um for a listener they, they called in they have something to say I know, um, we need a regular radio program is what we need so now you can just you know you can respond in real time you can you can tell us things um you <laughs> are a wealth of knowledge when it comes to like literary things so i feel like whenever there's we're like well we don't know what this means I feel like you'd be helpful in those times. Oh, when true. Ian asked what a sonnet was, I was like, oh, my heart. <laughs> Sarah, I don't know words. I'm a numbers person, not a letters mm-hmm. person. And it's I ironic. feel that this series is like really expanding Ian's um, English and social studies horizons. I like, learned so much. <laughs> So many we're good really, things. we're taking it back, and we're really, we're diving deep. Like, using skills I haven't used since high school, I'm like, wait a minute. What, how do you pronounce things? Oh, yes. This isn't, pronunciation. This isn't an economics paper. That's tough. You mean things mean something deeper than what they just look like they mean? I'm what, so confused. What do you mean? <laughs> Get the you know I am very happy to shepherd you into the social studies world and be like, look around. Everything's terrible. <laughs> oh, oh, no. So great. <laughs> Is that because history has its own issues? Yeah, it's just like everything's complicated and also kind of bad. Both but bad. isn't it fun to talk about? <laughs> I'm here for it. I'm having a great time. <laughs> <laughs> so on that note, we've been in a series where we're talking through um, different hymns and their stories and the stories of the people who wrote them. And we've just been trying to wade through and figure out if we can figure out some common themes and see where they're still uh, making a difference in what we sing today in church and you know, I think it's I think it's going well so far. We're we're over halfway done. I'm having a good time mm-hmm. and I'm excited to talk through our hymn today. So um we are going over today. Our hymn is What a Friend We Have in Jesus, which I think is a pretty popular hymn. I feel like most people know it. 
um, there's a, oh, I'm going to, I don't know if I remember who it is. There's a pretty famous country cover of this. Alan like Jackson? Country guy. Alan Jackson, there you go. Yes, Thank I Googled it. See, and also my, my grandma gave me a CD of his around uh, Thanksgiving time, so I've had it in my car playing. Wow. Oh, mm-hmm. perfect. You're so ready. You're so ready for this conversation. <laughs> I, the Lord knew. You know, I try really hard. <laughs> <laughs> I came prepared. Um, okay, so we're going to be talking through that hymn, and um, we're going to put the cover in in a moment, as always. Not sure what the volume's going to do, so if you're a sensitive friend or um, you're driving and don't want to drive off the road, Uh, maybe just adjust your volume accordingly but we're gonna listen to that and we'll be back as soon as it's over what a friend we have in jesus all our saints in greece to bear What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. Oh, peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. Oh, because we do not care. Trials and temptations Is there trouble anywhere? We should never be discouraged Take it to the Lord in prayer Can we find a friend so Jesus knows our every weakness. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Are we weak and heavy laden? Comfort with the load of care. Precious Savior, still our Sarah did some um, ferocious typing in the in the break, and um, we're back. We we did listen to the cover prior to this, and it was really good. Really I quite enjoyed, enjoyed it. it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Alex, Elizabeth, and myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and as always, we want to thank Tom for his hard work in putting those together. Um, it was very soothing. It was really. 
It's like sometimes you can get like a little jumpy version of this, but it like it seems too fast. But I think the the H2O version was very nice and like thoughtful. I found it very relaxing. Mm-hmm. Oh, good, good, good. Um, it was fun. It was fun to record. Um, and um, oh shoot, there was something else I was gonna say. Uh, oh well, it's lost. Oh no, sorry, um, I interrupted. No, it wasn't important. <laughs> or if We're it is, good. it'll come. It'll come back at some point. Um. So I feel like last week. We had this little reprieve where we're like, this man just lived a nice, pleasant life and just wrote nice, pleasant poetry that was turned into a hymn. Yes. No Mm -hmm. muss. No fuss. We're not here this week, are we? (laughs) I don't want to be the bearer of bad news. (laughs) I don't want to bring us back to some uh, unpleasant themes we had prior uh, mm. in prior weeks but I'm afraid that's where we are today <laughs> friends that's okay I have just one very important question Rachel yeah 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 is there a boat oh see here's where here's mm. the thing I do feel that maybe our theme of boats are bad needs a little tweak oh and if we tweak it, then this will also fit into that theme. And the theme instead should be water is dangerous. Water oh, is dangerous. It is, though. Okay. Well, let's he- let's hear it. This is also not going to help you in your uh, in your <laughs> adventures in learning to swim. Nope. Still can't swim. I'm terrified to go on a cruise now. And I'm really <laughs> glad that I don't live in the 18 or 1900s. What if it's a but- Disney cruise? Uh, you know, it's still a cold, watery grave. And we stick um, close to all the gosh. islands, you know? We'll be like, ah, yes, we'll just kind of, like, like stay close to the coast. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just going to need to talk to Lauren and be like, can you, can you, can you just make me feel better? Because you conquered this before I did. Mm-hmm. Yes, teach me how to not be terrified of the water. Please. Yes, she, she could do that. <laughs> All right. So, like I said, our theme may need a little tweak of water is dangerous. And we will get to that um, in, a, in a minute. But I just wanted to say that we're back to the land of like, oh, yeah, that's, that's, that's kind of a lot of bad things. Um, but also some good things. Also some sweet things. Mostly... Uh, I'm excited to talk about the sweet things and like, you know, true to life, there's sweet things and there's sad things. So here we are. Right. Laugh or cry. Um, okay. So here's what we know. This hymn, What a Friend We Have in Jesus, was written by a guy named Joseph Scriven, who was born in 1819 in Dublin, Ireland. Dublin. Ooh. Sarah is from Dublin, Ohio. <laughs> Me and Ian both. So we should yep. really oh, be singing too? it in an Irish accent. Oh my gosh, please do that. I'm not sure how that goes. But... <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure. <laughs> my accents are horrible, so I will not be doing that. But I will enjoy hearing Sarah do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll always sound like a leprechaun and offend all of my... <laughs> All of our Irish <laughs> listeners. All of our Irish listeners. The only way you're going through is like, oh, what a friend we have in Jesus. 
all our sins <laughs> increase to bear. You know, it's like, oh no. <laughs> What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer, you know. And it's like prayer. maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I think it's good. I think it's good. All right. So he's born in Ireland mm-hmm. uh, in 1819 to wealthy parents who made sure he had a good education. He had a pretty uh, uneventful and cushy upbringing. He ends up going to Trinity College, which is a super well-known college at the time. <laughs> Um, then he becomes a teacher after that. Um, and he has plans to marry his college sweetheart. Mm-hmm. Cut to the day before they're going to get married. They're out horseback riding mm-hmm. and they go over a bridge over a river and she fell off her horse into the river and drowned. Oh no! Water is bad. <laughs> water is dangerous. Wow. And reports say that he like basically was on the shore watching her drown. So really not good. Like wow. that's that's a lot of that that's got a sad. Lot of sadness. Like, mm-hmm. Trauma. Yeah. Right. Here we are. It's not just that it um, didn't work out. It's like. No, she is. She is gone. And in a very dramatic way and right in front of his eyes. Yeah. Well, and also, like, this whole plan that he kind of had for his life, Mm -hmm. you know, like, he's recently out of college. He has a career. He's going to marry this girl. Like, all the things are, like, set in a certain way. And then, like, nope, that's not going to happen. And not only is it not going to happen, but it happens in, like, a a horrific way. Mm Mm-hmm. So that was upsetting, as you could imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, and also around this time, he was, um, it's like rumored that he was strange from family because he oh. was um, in, he like was, I don't know how to describe this. It's going to get confusing here for a second. So bear with me. <laughs> so he was involved somehow with this group called the Plymouth Brethren which I tried to uh, look into and I got very confused very quickly I think based on some googling that the Plymouth Brethren were like this faction of people in Ireland during this time who were basically like established Christianity is doing too much they're they're fighting about whether they should be methodists or whether they should be catholics or whether they should be uh i don't know what the other leading denomination was and they were like no we only need to focus on the bible that's all probably anglican yeah, yeah probably okay so Sorry. like we don't well, we only need to focus on the bible we only want to focus on the bible and so then they were like we don't need we don't need all these rules and all these denominations and labels and we just want to focus on the Bible. And as you can imagine, that was not a popular take mm-hmm. for people in power or the established churches at the time. But uh, Joseph was apparently pretty interested in this and apparently or allegedly that led to him being estranged from his family. 
Mm-hmm. So he's estranged from his family. His girl dies. He leaves for Canada, which makes sense to me. <laughs> he was like, I'm all done. I'm going to go to Canada. <laughs> so he goes to Canada to kind of like restart his life. He is again teaching. Again, he falls in love and he's going to get married. And before they get married, she catches pneumonia and dies. Oh, no. So now this guy doesn't get a break. Just when he's doing for them, like hardy girls, you know? You're like, ah, yes, (laughs) you look like you could survive the bubonic plague. You have a hearty disposition. We will marry. <laughs> I mean, oh, poor Joseph. Yes. He wasn't. I mean, to be fair, the girl on the horse might have been hearty, but she was a horse girl. I, she was a horse girl. She was apparently not a river girl. Um, I can have anybody. Out. <laughs> so his second love dies. So his second love dies. <laughs> Thanks, Ian. <laughs> Uh, thank you for bringing us back. Um, so he, now he's out two fiancés. He's in a country that is not his own. He's not making very much money because he's a teacher. Um, and, which, relatable. Um, and <laughs> he then becomes like somewhat of this like eccentric, eclectic person who like people don't know a ton about. So it gets it gets kind of weird from here. So he takes a vow of poverty and he ends up sharing everything that he earns um, with uh, like widows and the poor and people who are handicapped and there's all this uh, talk of like how he basically just like gave up everything in his life that was of value and was just like I'm going to live in this very specific way mm-hmm. and people like knew about him and knew about how he just like committed his life to being to like service of those who were in need and there's like this weird quote about him one moment let me find it okay so somebody he was apparently he was chopping wood in this in Port Hope, Ontario. I don't know where Port Hope, Ontario is. Um, it's somewhere in Canada. Maybe by a water and... source. Yes, because <laughs> it's a port. Good call. Good call, Sarah. Um, <laughs> and so this man sees him in the streets um, with his uh, like sawbuck and saw, and they said like, "Who is that guy? I would like to hire him. I want him to work for me." And the answer that that man got was, you cannot get that man. He saws wood only for poor widows and sick people who cannot pay. Um, so nobody knows how he made his money or how he lived um, at kind of after this because he was just like wandering around helping people who couldn't pay him, mm-hmm. which is great. But I have questions. <laughs> Well, he doesn't have any student loans. His parents paid for his college. (laughs) Yes, he was not in debt. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) Like, well, what do we make of this? Like, uh, uh, do you have questions? Like, Mm -hmm. do we just think like, oh, wow, okay, that's fine. That seems normal. I would not say it's normal. 
Um, and as someone who studied finance, I would not say it was wise, but <laughs> I can't, can't recommend I, it. <laughs> I would not, I would not recommend anyone to take a vow of poverty. Uh, but I appreciate the heart of probably what he is doing, which is living with an open mm-hmm. posture with his life in his times, his talents and his resources. Um, and if he survived okay and he wasn't suffering physical ailments or anything like that, then if his needs were met and he felt a calling to just give of what he could to help those who couldn't, then Mm -hmm. awesome. Well, interesting you say that, Ian, because I would say overall it wasn't going that well because (laughs) he gets sick and, uh, he's always like living his eccentric life, doing his thing. And then he gets sick and he gets visited by one of his friends. And while his friend is there, they find this poem that he wrote, which is the hymn, What a Friend We Have in Jesus. Mm -hmm. And his friend is like, hey, what's this poem? It was like written on like a scratch piece of paper. And he was like, this is really good. What is this? And then... Scriven explains that like he wrote it for his mom who was really really sick back in Dublin and he couldn't go be with her so he wrote her this letter um, trying to like comfort her and to you know show her that he really cared about her but he couldn't be there Mm -hmm. and then he included this poem in the letter and um, so he didn't ever really intend for anybody to see it or do anything with it. Um, which is like kind of goes back to what we were trying to talk about in the last episode of like people just creating things for the sake of creating, or like in this case, he created so that he could like comfort his mom. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. the idea that like he wasn't thinking like this will be world renowned work that people will know and be able to quote or be able to hum along to like he was doing it out of like his own purposes, but it was like for his mom, mm-hmm. which I think is really cute. It's very sweet. And then there's this quote that his friend found it. And when he found it, he was just like, Hey, what is this? Did you write this? And the quote that he said, he answered, he said, the Lord and I did it between us. Oh, because they're Isn't friends. That really oh, that's really sweet. That's very nice. But it's also really sad to think about this man who's in his house sick, like writing poems to his sick mom. Mm-hmm. Like it paints a pretty bleak picture. Yeah. So, cut to, it doesn't get better from here. Okay, so his friend who found this poem eventually gets it to be published, and it's eventually put into a hymn book in 1875. While he's still alive. So, he's still alive, it gets published, it becomes a hymn. Um, so that's really cool. But then in 1886, his body is found in a mill pond. He was 66 
And it's kind mm. of not clear as to how or why his body was in the mill pond. So he was reported to be in very poor health. And he was like, some people said he was really depressed. Um, there were some people said that maybe like he was murdered because like his friend was around, but then had like a shady alibi and didn't really mm. like things didn't add up in their opinion. Um, but then like there was a guess officially decided that it was an accidental drowning. So a pretty sad conclusion to what seems like a fairly sad life. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Dang. Water sucks. Water is dangerous. Uh, so don't feel great about that. Uh, I, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, it doesn't really matter what the, what the true real thing is, but it's also one of those things where it's like, well, it was 1886 and they weren't really investigating things in the <laughs> way that we do currently. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, but like this, the city of Port Hope, uh, has erected two monuments for him where like the lyrics to his hymn are etched in them. And they like the reason the monuments were put up was because of his service to the city and to the people who live there, like paying it, basically paying attention to people that at that time, nobody was paying attention to. Um, or like wanting mm-hmm. to help, so that's pretty amazing. Yeah, that he wasn't forgotten. That's yeah. a good legacy. Yeah. So within that context, we can kind of move into the hymn itself and the lyrics. So this hymn is like, um, like I said, it's like pretty popular. I feel like most people know it. Did you? Did both of you know it previously? Yeah. Well, Sarah said she's been yes. listening to Alan Jackson singing. <laughs> <laughs> so I always get it confused um, with Tis So Sweet to Trust in Jesus. So I was like, what a friend we have in Jesus. And I was like, that is the wrong hymn. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like uh, one of the reasons that, that people think it's so popular is because it does have like pretty simple theology mm-hmm. in it and it has like pretty simple phrasing. And it, a lot of, um, like, musical scholars and stuff say that it, be, it became so popular because it was one of, because it's really simple, it was one of the first hymns that was taught to people who would convert in different countries and things mm-hmm. like that. Um, or it was uh, sung often by, like, children because uh, it was easy for them to understand what it was saying. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought that was pretty cool. Um, but getting into the actual lyrics themselves, are there any phrases or verses that stick out to you? I like the, uh, in his arms, he'll take and shield thee. That will find a solace there. Like, Mm. um, because like, I I really like that the friend and the um the thoughts that it has like very like there but like in that um that last part is just like um 
like before it's like here's all these regrets that people like like don't live in regret by not taking things to jesus because when we take it to him Mm. he um he like takes us in his arms like embraces us and shields us like protects us and gives us solace um like that comfort and so i think it like is a really great way to to end it but also just be like all right don't live in regret (laughs) um this is what you're missing out on Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of these phrases are like pretty convicting if I if I do say <laughs> so myself like they're they're simple but it, it feels like piercing in a way because I just think like oh I don't know if I'm very good at that like I think the concept of viewing Jesus or God as a friend is hard sometimes mm-hmm uh for different reasons uh but I think it can be hard too because it's like uh like I feel like there's like a reverence and a respect and like a holy fear that you don't feel in friendship Mm -hmm. you know what I mean so it's like hard to balance that with like the idea that like Jesus is a friend what do you think about that Hmm. I can understand where you're coming from um I think of like uh, in John 15 when Jesus is giving the parable of like he's the vine and we are the branches. Um, I think verses 14 and 15 say like you are my friends if you do what I command you and I no longer mm-hmm. call you servants um, but I call you friends for all that I've heard uh, from like my father has been made known to you. I think paraphrase that a bit but um, I I I can understand the reverence part. I personally have always found it easier to find Jesus as a friend than sometimes as a savior. Um, just because of how he comforts and how he loves us. And after hearing Joseph's story, um, like the first uh, stanza, I think, uh, all our mm. sins and griefs to bear, what a privilege to carry. Mm-hmm. Um, like he suffered for the benefit of other people and Jesus did that as well. Um, and Joseph was remembered for that. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I get what you're saying. I think, I think definitely, and this is probably harder for people who grew up in a church background with struggling with the reverence. Um, but someone who didn't really grow up in a church background, I, I find it easy to find Jesus as a friend. Hmm. Yeah, I do. I do. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. I also think, though, like they're, you know, even with thinking of like, you know, viewing it with reverence and respect and like all those things. I, I do think, though, like I think back on like when I was first getting to know Jesus, even in like a really traditional setting, like I did feel like we were friends. <laughs> like I remember like sitting mm-hmm. in an empty sanctuary, like reading through a hymn book and like just feeling like I was like hanging out with God. Like that's a really cool picture. That's like, like those times are really sweet to me. So like that does make sense. And I think that's what stings a little bit too, as I like read the lyrics of this hymn. Cause it's just like, Oh, like, we make it so complicated sometimes and it's just like it doesn't need to be like the line where it says like oh what peace we often forfeit oh what needless pain mm-hmm. we bear like 
I just think all these times I'm out here like slogging away being like, it's fine. I'll do it myself. <laughs> Everything's fine. It's just like, nobody asked you to do that. Like, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're literally making it harder for no reason. Yeah. That's that that picture of you as a kid in the sanctuary, like that I like have such a vivid picture of that from your, um, from your story time in, uh, in the podcast. I just like was really struck thinking about like little Rachel with her golden curls. <laughs> <laughs> I, I to be clear, I did not have golden. When curls. I first met you, you I used to you used to perm your hair. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> is there is there yeah. photographic evidence mm-hmm. of this? I would yeah. like to see this. I'm not embarrassed. I think cute. it looks good. Yeah. I just my hair is naturally straight. <laughs> is this on your Facebook? Uh, yeah, if you go back to like mm-hmm. 2010. So, whenever I think right. of young Rachel, I think of little later. girls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The curls, the curls phase was a uh, early adulthood and then never again, but I had my curl, uh, but yeah, my own perm in uh, high school. So, you know, I just got to test it out. My hair's naturally curly though. So, it was just <laughs> basically a little spring. Yeah. <laughs> but going back to uh to joseph i was thinking about the what you guys were talking about with the all our sins and griefs to bear um with him like the poverty oath but even just thinking about like like losing the two loves of his life and even his family that like yeah those are times that could really break yeah. your relationship with god or bring you closer and how many times did he need the yeah. lord to be his solace and his comfort and that refuge in those times yeah, yeah. That yeah, this was not a man who was writing out of being like, guys, everything is fine. Like, look around. <laughs> like everything's going great. We should just be happy and mm-hmm. be fine. Yeah, this was somebody who knew like the depth of that grief like pretty well. Yeah. <clears throat> or even the grief of like thinking about too, like I just think it's so sweet. Like he even wrote this like to his mom while dealing with like the grief of not being able to be with her while she was mm-hmm. sick. Like I even think like throughout this last year, like how many of us have felt the grief of not being able to be with somebody while they're yeah. sick. Like, and how like that separation like does bring grief and like it is heavy and sad and scary. And like, uh, I think about like uh, my mom had COVID in the fall and um she was like fairly sick but nothing that was like life-threatening but I just kept thinking like the whole day like I found out that she was sick like my brain just kept going like if she gets worse like you can't go like you will have to be not there like if this gets worse there's Mm -hmm. nothing you can do like you won't be able to see her and like the grief of that was like really intense and really sad and like I only live an hour away from my mom and like, again, she wasn't like life-threateningly ill. So like to think about him having only, only being able to contact his mom via letter, being very far away from her, not knowing the extent of her illness and like what was happening with her. Like that is, that's really heavy. Yeah. Yeah. How many times was he like, should I really go on this uh, different kind of theology? Should I just stuck with it? And I still have my family. Yeah. Oh, woof. That'd be mm-hmm. a lot to 
to weigh. Yeah. 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 And we also don't have any closure on whether or not he did like reconcile with them. Like we know he was in contact with his mom, at least by the end of Mm -hmm. her life and his life. But yeah, we don't know what that looks like. So for all we know, he was like living, living on his own in Canada. Um, (laughs) With Jesus as his brand. Uh, Which again is both sweet and sad. It's it's sad when you know the story. Like, I feel like after hearing this, like my perspective on this hymn has changed, as probably all of them have mm-hmm. after hearing the story. Where like, I I always thought of this as like a happy hymn. I always was very happy when I heard this. Yeah. Now I am now I am happy and sad. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's to his mom, so it was probably to like encourage her. Yeah. 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 Well, and it's like the repeated reminder of like, is like, take it to the Mm -hmm. Lord in prayer, like Mm -hmm. everything to the Lord in prayer. Like, so it's also like, yeah, he's encouraging her and saying like, I know that this is really bad, but like we have it, we have an outlet for the bad. So like, it can be okay. Um, all right. So now we will head into a segment called say what? (laughs) Say what? We will discuss some things that may be confusing or challenging or we don't know what they mean. And we will guess and conjecture and <laughs> maybe Google. And uh, this hymn, pretty simple, uh, but I'm wondering if either of you have a, have a, a contribution to the Say What segment. I'm actually good on this one. Uh, Joseph wrote it simply because he knew probably people like me would be reading it. Um, so I I don't have anything that was confusing of phrasing or in anything. Um, but I very much appreciate this hymn. I, I like what it says a lot, but we can talk more about it. I think um, after hearing his story and the questions surrounding his death, the do thy friends despise forsake thee? As a little suspect. <laughs> like, oh, yes! poor Joseph. Yes! <laughs> but, I mean, he had I his know! family, like, forsake him, or he forsook them, or whatever. Oh, so. Because <laughs> I know that's probably not at all no! what he's referring to right there, but I'm like, oh. Poor Joseph. We want to know, though. We want the receipts, Joseph. We want you to tell us what friend you're talking <laughs> about, and is this one who could, could potentially have thrown you in a bill Yeah. Um, I don't have a question about phrasing and or like um, uh, mm-hmm. references. I do take umbrage <laughs> with one of the phrases. And I, you know, I can think my way around it, but hear me out. Okay, so verse two starts. Have we trials and temptations? Question mark. Is there trouble anywhere? Question mark. We should never be discouraged. Okay. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Do we feel that maybe he's speaking more strongly than he means? (laughs) Because my answer to have we trials and temptations? Yes. Is there trouble anywhere? Everywhere. We should never be discouraged. (laughs) What? (laughs) Like, let not your heart be troubled. I've overcome the world where it's like, but your heart's going to be troubled. God knows it's going to be troubled. Yeah. That reminds me of... um, Mm -hmm. 
we were just studying Elijah and the okay we call it Elijah and the broom bush but it's basically like first kings 19 where like after this high high Elijah um hears from the queen that she wants to kill him and he's like oh so he like runs away to go be by himself and he sits (laughs) under a bush tree and is like god I'm so done can we can I just die and he falls asleep and then God sends an angel to like wake him up and bake him a little bread cake and give him some water and he's like you're gonna need your strength and then he goes back to sleep and then the angel wakes him up again and he feeds him and then he goes on this journey for like 40 days it's like a short it's supposed to be a short journey but he takes 40 days and 40 nights or just a long time to get to the mountain and that's where Mm -hmm. um God's like like what are you doing here and he uh he ends up showing up that's like the the earthquake the fire and then God shows up in like the the wind right Mm -hmm. um but like God isn't like yeah like what's wrong with you why are you being such a jerk we just had this high high like just because this girl wants to kill you doesn't mean that your life is over it's like he's just really sweet with him and he gives him rest and he like takes care of him and then he like lets him take his time kind of like slowly mopey walking to go talk to God and then and then God's like here I am and and then he like shows up in other ways to like mm-hmm. take care of some of the the political and other problems and stuff but I just think like like God knows we're gonna get discouraged sometimes even when we're living for him even when we're like riding those highs with him like but he still cares and he wants us to like rest and there's gonna be times when we just like go and just be with God like it was a very short prayer when Elijah was like I am done and I just want to die <laughs> it's short it wasn't like and here are the things that I've done for you Lord and here's this huge lament it was just like I'm done you know it wasn't like a mm-hmm. big prayer but it was just mm-hmm. like God help <laughs> you know that's it just yeah being honest yeah yeah, that's good. That's very good. It's very good. He had he had a lot of reasons to be discouraged. Yeah, <laughs> both Elijah and right. Yeah, Joseph. like there are gonna be times when your your heart is troubled, mm-hmm. but like like take it to the Lord. Don't let it stay that way. You know, like where Joseph could have yeah. lived being mad his about whole, the whole life and been like everybody dies or mm-hmm. leaves me, and uh, even when I'm trying to live for God, it is sucky. Instead, he, like, gave his life for other people. Yeah. Yeah. I also think about the verse that talks about how, like, we don't grieve as everyone else grieves. Like, we don't grieve as those without hope. So it's, like, the idea of, like, we can feel those things. But I feel like it's, it's, it's less that he's saying you shouldn't feel those things. And it's more that he's saying you never have to sit in those Mm. things permanently take it to the lord in prayer like there's something that you can do like that prayer is active it is meaningful Mm -hmm. it is powerful like we don't have to just sit like people without hope and be like oh man there's there's trouble everywhere like (laughs) what do we do yeah um even though one of the next line too is can we find a friend so faithful who with will all our sorrows share Mm -hmm. and it's like oh sorrows are meant to be shared it's not like they don't happen but we're not supposed to like just sit in them by ourselves. Yeah. And also the idea of like, uh, like, yeah, human friends can't always bear all the things that you need <laughs> them to. Like, that's not a realistic expectation always. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like, 
he's saying like you know we're we're you're looking around desperately for like a person to solve your problem but like that's it's that's not gonna Mm -hmm. cut it all the time like we we need a better friend we need the best friend yeah i I just remember there was like a straight year where rachel and i would meet up when i was still living in bowling green and we would (laughs) go maybe see movies or we would just like hang out and get coffee at Levis Mm -hmm. commons like in between and um it was just like having somebody to talk through some of those things and like cry and be like this is so much and this is so overwhelming um but to know that I had somebody who like loved me and like was right in there with me even though we like lived in separate places it's important it's important to have that and like Mm -hmm. Jesus knows us on an even deeper level and he loves me more than Rachel does and he loves Rachel more than I do you know (laughs) like those are that's that's a good friend to have Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. To think about how much we need each other, and then to put that on an even bigger level mm-hmm. for how much we need God and His love. That's yeah. That's. Ooh, like I said, feeling good. We're good. Uh, Man, I'm like getting a little teary eyed here. That was so sweet. Yeah. Uh, the power of I love. Can leave. Right Y'all there. can finish this. I can go. He's like, I'm having feelings. I gotta go. <laughs> Like crying oh, no. on the pod. Crying is great. <laughs> Release those emotions. Get them out uh, there. Sarah and I are. So if, if you're looking for people who are not pro cry, uh, Sarah and I are not your audience. Oh, Sarah yeah. and I are very pro I cry. Know. We're like, love I it. Love now. it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I feel like we're heading into the home stretch. If we were to figure out. In our section, there's a why in him. What do we feel like the why is for this hymn? Why do we need it? Why is it so impactful? Why was it written? How could we sum up what the why is for this? I think one of the things that you were saying earlier is that this is um, a hymn that people would teach kids early on. Um, I think we have a lot of hymns for kids that are about the friendship of Jesus to kind of like like ready them because it's like sometimes it's, it's hard for them to understand like a king um and their relationship with a king and what that looks like you know but they have friends and they make friends easily and um I think like there's those reminders that we need as we're growing up that like because as you grow up it's harder to make friends and it's harder to keep friends but Jesus is the friend that will never lose um, I think that's something that like really is like it, it, the staying power of that. It's very simple too. It's not like um a really complicated thing to learn. Yeah, yeah, that's so good. It's great. I feel that's like that's what, it. it could be. That's it could be otherwise. That's the whole thing. <laughs> No, I, I just, I, yeah, I think that that's, that's the, that's the heart of it. And I also think like, I don't know, it's very weird. I have like a very weird feeling right now of like, this is like, this man's life was like heavy and sad, but like his legacy is so happy. And like, this song is happy and like, it makes me happy. And like, (laughs) makes me think of like, yeah, like those early days of like, learning simple things about Mm -hmm. jesus and that's so good 
So I just feel I feel a duality that is uncomfy, but I will sit yeah. in. We love that here on the pod. We do, we do. Two things can be true. I want to there point out uh, another uh, phrase in here. Uh, it's okay, I know we're wrapping up, but just the um, yeah, go for it. Not a phrase. It's just he says, "Precious Savior, still our refuge." Like precious Savior, I think like we don't call Jesus precious as much in our songs anymore because precious is such a weird word. And then you have the Lord of the Rings, like precious. Um, but, but like, like precious is like, oh, when things are so like priceless, when things are so dear to you and we don't even use dear that much in that way, but like, yeah. um, like Jesus is a friend, but he's also just like, ah, he's everything. He's like, he is so dear and so close and so um like i don't know what the word like like he like he deserves all our adoration but not just in like the the like adoring like distance majesty awe inspiring ways but in like the like oh he's so precious to us like our closest family member like the the people we treasure um yeah yeah, like we yeah. view it as irreplaceable. And when he like, looks at you, he says, "Precious yeah. Rachel." And when he looks at Ian, he says, "Precious Ian." Like, like that's the way that he talks about us. That's great. I th- I'm reminded of a conversation I had uh, in group the other week, where like, like we should strive for our relationship with God, mm. so Jesus becomes our heartbeat. Mm. Like, without Jesus we would cease to live and yeah I think I think Sarah that's kind of like part of the heart of what you're getting to of like that's how tender and precious and important and special um Jesus is to us but also um (laughs) Jesus says that to us as well and feels the same it's beautiful I love this I love this hymn I love this conversation yeah i feel like it really came out of nowhere i didn't have a lot of expectation for it and yet here we are i'm feeling all these things and i'm thinking all these things and <laughs> i don't really know what to do with it but uh, i love you rachel just sit in it rachel <laughs> i'm just gonna, I'm gonna sit here and be uncomfy it's fine uh <laughs> all right as we wrap up if we gave this a rating that is arbitrary <laughs> Out of five, what would we give it, Ian? I'm gonna kick to you to go first. All right, I'm gonna give this him five out of five. Big warm squishy hugs. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> I just feel good. I'm sad, but I feel good. <laughs> like, but I also relate. I relate to like the tragedy and the hurt and losing people that are important to you. Yeah, in uh, fear of water. <laughs> But also the friend I have in Jesus, like Jesus being my best friend. Yeah. How awesome that is. So (laughs) good job, Joseph. Good job, sir. I'm going to give this five (laughs) out of five impoverished woodcutters. (laughs) Because who knew that was a thing? That's great. Oh no. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't really criticized this hymn very much. And so this is gonna seem like I'm coming out of left field. Oh, go um, for it, Sarah. 
because overall the message really important really good really special and tender right but the singability of this hymn i think oh you think it's low it's very high in like the way that it is written um i think it's not super interesting um as far as hymns and like the hymn parts go, because I think there's some that are great, like the uh, wonderful, the matchless grace of Jesus. And it's like, all right. Um, so. <laughs> right. Get you going, is what <laughs> it's, you're it's a little boring, if I'm being honest, is that I think it's like, I think it's soothing. And I think it's um, like, like, like what I was saying, I, li- I liked the way that um, H2O did the cover where it was like, really gentle and tender um so I think that helps helps in like kind of like the feeling of it um so I would give it somewhere between like a 3.5 and a 4 like because like because it's a good hymn yeah and it definitely has staying power obviously um but there's just something about it that's not my favorite Okay, that is fair. That is actually. Oh no! And it's from me. On a hymn, and I. I gave critical uh, feedback the... on it as well, and. Uh, oh, and so then you're like, this upset. is not the space for. <laughs> he was basically, he was basically like, you can't oh. do that. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, you're, I love it as well. Rating. Like I've loved some of the other ones that we've done. What was the um? What yeah. was two weeks ago? What was that one? Oh, come on, found. You know, some of these are just like, bam. But like, yeah. Yeah. So I'm sorry to be the first critique. (laughs) Yeah. No, I think. Don't be sorry. Oh no, I'm not. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm here for it because I kind of forgot (laughs) that was the point of the rating system. Um, I just. I know the conversations are good. So (laughs) after our conversations, so. In my mind, the point of the rating system (laughs) is to bring a little bit of nonsense (laughs) to the pod. And as a lover of nonsense, I feel mm-hmm. like we all have to wade in and just experience a little bit of nonsense after learning about multiple people dying <laughs> by drowning and one girl from pneumonia and being abandoned <laughs> by her family. Yeah. <laughs> a little we levity. Need yeah, a little nonsense. <laughs> That's good. Have fun. That's have true. fun. Have fun in the hurt. <laughs> All right, Ian, wrap us up. Uh, Sarah, thanks again for joining us. It's been fun. It's (laughs) always a pleasure. Um, I'm glad you got to participate and give your thoughts so you're not shouting in your car. Um, And thank you for everyone who is still shouting in their car or wherever you're listening from. It's Hopefully you've enjoyed this conversation. Uh, If you have, please leave us a like, give us a review wherever you're listening from. Share the podcast with someone you know. It really does help us out. And if you have any questions or like to give any feedback, or maybe you have a silly rating that you would like to give this podcast or this hymn or whatever, remember to email us at lovepodloverockets at gmail.com. Follow H2O Toledo on all the socials, (laughs) and we'll be back next week. Bye. See you later. Bye-bye. Bye.